0: Today on CityCast Denver. Labor Day weekend is here. We're talking about our favorite places to get away for just one day. Me and producer Paul Caroli and newsletter editor Peyton Garcia have got plenty of recommendations. Some light cursing and gossip about our favorite mountain towns, tourist traps, and hidden gems no more than two hours away from Denver. Or in the immortal words of Bob Seger, it's time to get the hell out of Denver and go. Oh, and just a note, we'll be back in your feed Tuesday morning with a brand new episode. Enjoy the long weekend. Today is Friday, september second, twenty twenty two. I'm Bree Davies and this is City Denver.
1: Does anyone know
2: what each other's doing for these picks? No, okay. I have no
1: idea what you're doing.
2: Okay. I'm Do
1: you hoping, know what I'm doing?
2: I have one guess as to one that you might say I don't know. I guess I don't know what you're okay. doing.
1: Cool. I'm All just right.
2: wondering if we'll pick the same places. We might. I had, I had an idea of something that you might say, and I had an idea of something you might say.
0: I'm just hosting because I figured I would only have the one that you always you that know, I know. we both love, <laughs> which is Estes Park.
1: Well, let's start there. Tell us about Estes Park.
0: Gosh, I haven't been there in a couple years, though. I just we went up there one summer for Fourth of July, on a whim. Couldn't get a hotel room, obviously, because it was like crazy busy so we slept in our car but we watched the fireworks and it was amazing mm-hmm. it's just like a nice town it's hmm. a nice town it's not super expensive you know what i mean
2: yeah estes hasn't gotten there yet which i love i try to go to estes park at least a couple times this summer
0: it's i can't wait to take montgomery there it's so beautiful they have it's a little
2: my, lake yeah one of my favorite places in taffy
1: you stop at the oh, Taffy shop course. every time? Of course.
2: Every single time. There's two up candy on the taffy. shops, I think.
0: Or maybe, no, it's the one big one. Mm. Have you they been to that
2: one? <laughs> I mean, I know that they have, like, at least three because I stop at all of them. Um, I have, like, very specific stores where I go and get my Taffy. Uh I know the places. Na- have, name like, them. Name I know, them, I will, What I, are I they? I was like, I can't I remember say I what the look place look is up, called that I go to. The there. one that I like the I best. don't know the
1: name of the shop. I just know the way the taffy glistens when they're pulling it. And when
2: exactly. When they're on the it's, pulling it's machine. It's the one that it's like, I know it's got like a, it's next door to like the ice cream place. And yeah. they're the ones that have the live taffy pulling. That's totally the, the one I go to yeah. too. Oh yeah. And it's so interesting because. I
0: think it's called the old fashioned candy store.
2: It, I think so, and it's <laughs> – so they have it pulling in the window, and the thing that's interesting about their taffy shop is they only have a limited amount of flavors because they only – because it's all small batch, so mm-hmm. they only offer, like, certain flavors, and – um but their but it's their flavors are so good and so unique, it's worth going and then so I'll go and I'll get whatever flavors they're pushing that yeah. day. And then I'll go to one of the other taffy shops and get all the like traditional flavors. But their taffy is like so <laughs> soft, you could just like swallow it whole. I
1: love that you have a system for getting the best oh, taffy
2: flavors. I know. I was like, I wow, now, too, I have to say I'm not
1: like a connoisseur taffy of taffy rotation. I
2: love it. And of course they've got all the best like craft ice cream shops there. SS Park is the best
1: they have craft ice cream shops there i don't know if they have the best craft ice which one okay no so they have because we got (laughs) we got good ice cream here i'm not going to estes park for ice cream
2: they okay you're right and they have about like one on every single street corner Mm -hmm. but it's all about the magical experience it's like casa bonita in that way it's not it's just everything i think you could probably (laughs) talk to somebody who would be like estes park is always
0: Crowded and annoying, (laughs) but I'm like, Mm -hmm. it's magical. Yeah, someone
1: from Estes Park.
0: Yeah. Oh, my friend Thorin's from Estes Park. Yeah, does he he like
1: the touristy I'm sure he hates it, but he's
0: also like an intense introvert. Mm. So it may just have not worked for him at all.
1: I I should probably recuse myself from the conversation because I I did work on something with the Visit Estes Park Tourism (laughs) Office. But... I don't know, having disclosed that, maybe I could say everybody I met from SS Park is kind of that way, that like introverted, but like private, living their own rich private life.
0: Yeah, it's. I just don't know what it's like to grow up in a mountain town that yeah. has a I heavy tourism draw. Every time
2: I go to a mountain town, I'm like, I can't even fathom living, living, here. living here. Like, mm-hmm. It's so fun for me to go yeah. for the day or the weekend, but I can't even fathom what that's like growing up there. I find myself looking for like the elementary school or the local church, like little things that I'm like, where, where where's yeah, the like, where's normal the rest of life? life?
1: I think the place to go the next time I'm up there, the uh, astronomy observatory.
2: Okay, so I didn't know about that until yeah. like, Either. you had brought it up. And I, like I said, I try to go to Estes all the time and I had no idea. I would love to do that.
1: Yeah, it's such a beautiful family story too.
2: Estes is the best because you can go and you start, here's how you start, you go up early, And you hike in Rocky Mountain National Park because it's right there. And you go to town and you have a little bit of brunch and you have some drinks because they've got great little restaurants. They've got a great little pizza joint there. Some of my favorite pizza next to Blue Pan. Um, and then <laughs> you go and you shop You're all the time. you baiting me right now? <laughs> yeah, I am, actually. I looked directly at yeah, you. Yeah, was it? <laughs> And they've just, um, so yeah, then you go and then you get the taffy and you get the ice cream and there's always, if you go in the right time of year, there's always the elk that are bugling oh, in yeah. the lawn. and
1: I've the, never heard that. I want to.
2: You've never? I've s- never heard the elk
1: bugling. Oh my gosh, it's yeah. the
2: best. It's the coolest thing in the whole world. That's, I, I go intentionally during bugling season just to try and hear the elk because it's so hmm. cool i should go this year and you usually see at least one tourist who's trying to get their face kicked in by approaching the elk the stanley the stanley oh, yeah
0: yes. the stanley's a S just duh
1: it's cool it it's a cool. legitimately cool tourist destination I, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So I that really lives like, up to it and
0: they've leaned into they've leaned into the lore in a way that is like like, last time I was there, there was a Jack Nicholson impersonator wandering around. <laughs> and I was like, this a rules. Good one? Oh, yeah.
1: Here's
0: Johnny. <laughs> he looked just like... I mean, he had sunglasses on, which was, like, right. crucial. Yeah. But, like, he... It, it added to it. It was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. Okay. I can see where... It's one of those things that, like, okay, people who come from out of state, horror fans, Stephen King fans... If they're coming for this, they're gonna
2: enjoy it. Oh yeah. It's Mm -hmm. worth I mean I I go I try I mean, I stop in, you know, at least whenever I go to Estes and I've been to Stanley a handful of times, but they've always got fun stuff going on. And now with the post being on their campus, it's kind of cool because you can like get a beer and you can, you're you allowed to, since it's part of the hotel campus, you can walk around with your beer. You don't have to wow. stay at the post. Um, and they always have like fun stuff going on, especially like around Halloween um, oh, or New yeah. Year's.
0: I think my friend Joe she used to do their events there. And because I feel like bands will play. hmm in that room, like they have like a cool oh, yeah. ballroom. And Murder by play. Death plays frequently. Yeah, That's I was like going to say Murder by band. Death is a band I that I think is pretty they cool. Do, yeah, they do multiple nights there, I think, mm-hmm. which is cool. I mean, I love when tourist attractions are stuck in time, for yeah. sure. But I also like when they evolve to connect with people in a new way. Like I think there's something to be said for both of those angles. That might be
1: a perfect segue to my first day trip. Okay. If Unless we want to make this the Estes Park show because no, I have I, more and would love to talk about it. No, that. I
0: wish that I had been there more recently or we could do a whole Estes Park I show. I know we could. I love, I clearly
2: love Estes Park, but go ahead, Paul. What's, yeah. what's yours?
1: Um, so you were saying places that have this tension between being stuck in time and trying something new. Leadville, Colorado.
0: Mm. Oh, man. Leadville,
1: two-hour drive. Have you two? You must have been.
2: You know, I've only ever like driven through Leadville. I don't think I've ever stopped and spent any proper
0: time. I've been in that weird store that Colorado people love that make that clothing that looks like (laughs) cult wear. Where they don't let you shop. Yeah. Uh (laughs) Melanzana. Uh-huh. It's a very odd place. (laughs) Yeah. It's so bizarre. It's like, anyway. Um Yes, my old boss and friend Brad Siegel has a cabin in Leadville, and we used to do like a family work, like a work trip up there. It was awesome. It's cool. It is. It's a really great. It is one of those towns that's like, it has the main street, Mm -hmm. right? It has like the my, you know, the turn of the last century, main street. Um, but I did read. I think it was a Jennifer Brown story in the Colorado Sun about how pandemic times really hit them hard in that people started coming mm-hmm. there in droves. Interesting. And it's like fundamentally changing mm-hmm. yeah. the I culture and experience of people who've been in Leadville for a long time, um, which was interesting. Well, yeah. I can
1: attest to it. it. You can feel it when you're walking up and down that street. There are definitely things that are like reflecting and catering to this new interest. Yeah. And there is some just under the surface, a little bit of that. Like, ooh, outsiders. I don't know. You can feel it.
2: Yeah. Because, um, I don't know. And correct me if I'm wrong, because like I said, I've never spent time there. But it feels like a place that, like, is not or has not in any way been trying to be a tourist, like, a touristy mountain town.
1: I don't know. I don't know about that fully, because there's also places that are, like, that stuck-in-time classic Colorado tourism. So, like, they know what they are. I think they've always had a slight draw. like Because okay. they spent all that money to re- renovate the uh, Tabor Opera House recently. Mm. Um,
0: my which, old, my old work worked on that project when really? I was in planning. Yeah. It was well, before my time, but, um, they did a lot of community outreach to figure out like, what could we do with this place? What would you like to see? But it's like the thing with those kinds of buildings is they're so expensive oh, to heat, mm-hmm. to maintain. I mean, if we've learned anything from cost, if you think Costa Bonita was a renovation <laughs> <Right>. from <laughs> right. hell, imagine a building that's like a hundred plus years old. That's Mm -hmm. twice as big.
1: so I really only just want to recommend one part. And that's the historic train ride. Oh, cool. Which goes from Leadville. It follows tracks back to Denver and is just like the most beautiful two hours. Um, And like the rest of Leadville, my experience of this was like, uh, it was very corny. They had a, a speaker, a loudspeaker, and some teenager had like a scripted patter for the whole ride out into along the valley um but then on the way back when there was no team trying to make jokes it was like oh beautiful peaceful so is calm, it two hours
2: so you go you drive to leadville uh-huh. you get on the train it uh-huh. drives you to denver and then you ride it back to leadville and then you get in your car and you drive back to <laughs> yes. denver
1: you kind of do a zigzag okay, i guess just yeah
2: to call <laughs> of experience. i mean i will say a tra- an old train ride in the mountains like that's totally my thing but i <laughs> just want to make sure i had the mm-hmm. the full scoop okay
0: This episode is brought to you by Pine Melon, the farmer's market delivered. Pine Melon is a next generation grocery delivery app that partners with over 200 farmers, ranchers, and producers in Colorado to help make fresh, locally sourced foods available to the Denver community at fair prices. Get high-quality meats, eggs, and dairy from small local farms, fresh-baked breads from local bakeries, and more, as well as all of your favorite pantry staples. Best part is, Pine Melon offers same-day delivery to Denver, and soon Boulder, within a two-hour window, no subscription necessary. Save time in your busy schedule and get fresh and healthy groceries delivered right to your door. Join the movement and support local today. Use promo code CityCastDenver for $75 off your first delivery at Pinemelon.com. That's Pinemelon.com.
2: So I thought maybe one of your rec would be, and I don't know if this is under two hours. You'll have to tell me. Is Frisco within a two-hour drive? Yeah, okay. totally. Well, you've
1: talked about Frisco. Yeah. I
2: just drove through there the other day. It's beautiful. I've never stopped in Frisco, and I drove through there like a few weeks ago, and I was like, this place is so cool. Everything about it made me want to stop.
0: It's really beautiful. If you ever want to stay there, my family's got a condo. Oh, really? Yeah, especially in the off season, it's not that busy. <laughs> it was at. a cool looking place.
1: What's, what's good about Frisco? I've never been.
0: There's a lake. Um, oh, I forget. I think I played the
1: disc golf course on that lake once. Oh,
0: I was staying yeah. with
1: Megan's family at, in, at Copper. Um, just like by the ski slopes.
0: That's the thing is it's by a bunch of ski Mm -hmm. slopes. So it's like a perfect location if you want to go skiing during the day but you don't want to stay somewhere expensive like Breck. Mm -hmm. It's a little less expensive.
1: Peyton, you were saying. What do you? What else is good about it? What else is
0: good? Well, I've never stayed there, but just
2: driving through, like down the main street, they it just looked like they had a lot to do. Like speaking of stuck in time, they just had like a very fun kitschy mountain town look, and then Mm, there was like stuff. There was like a bowling alley, a little old timey movie theater, I think. Oh, that's cool. There was like, yeah, it was just like just on the side of the road. They had just a bunch of stuff to do. I think I saw a little winery. Um, it just looked like a really fun place that you could spend a whole day. That seems like a great place too for the people who like, cause like Willie and all his friends and family ski and I don't. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it seems like a great place where if they were going to go ski, I would still have stuff to do. Oh, like like I could around walk town. around town and mm-hmm. be happy for, you know, however many hours they're going to be
0: gone. Yeah. They've got a nice little record store. Mm-hmm. They've got a nice little bookstore.
1: Um, you know it was a surprisingly good day to do that? Um. Which I did the day I, me and my friends went on this skiing trip a few years ago and I I learned how to ski as a kid, but now as an adult, my fear of heights makes the chairlift so uncomfortable. I can't really enjoy a day of skiing. So I realized this on this trip with my friends. You're afraid from of heights? Co- but oh, so horribly. <laughs> you
2: probably hear that all the time. <laughs>
1: no, but I mean, I do think about it. I don't know what to say about it though. <laughs> okay, go ahead. It's just, anyway, um. So yeah, I, 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 this was like the last day I ever skied. I left early and I spent the afternoon alone walking around Aspen. Mm. Aspen, pretty cool city to walk around in for a mm. day while everyone else is skiing. And like, I'm
2: not an Aspen fan. You can't shop there. Everything's... Too expensive. So expensive. Oh, well, yeah. And it's like but that's kind of
1: fun. It's I kind of around it's and like,
2: I felt like every time I went in somewhere, they like gave me one elevator look, and they're like, "This bitch can't buy anything." And then they gave me like, <laughs> I was like straight up Pretty Woman, and they didn't want me. And there's so, I, big I just, mistake. Yeah. Big. I just felt like. I, cause i've done that so many times so one time my friend and i did go and our husbands went fishing
1: oh yeah and
2: so we dressed up in our nicest outfits um and all of our jewelry to make it feel like we could go buy stuff
1: did they did I they treat you, you right did they what happened
2: i looked mean like a regular person yeah i just looked like someone in really fancy clothes who still couldn't afford to shop there. <laughs> I'm just not a fan of Aspen. I personally think it's pretentious. I know we have an episode somewhere in our archives where we just kind of rag on Aspen. but
0: it's... Oh, yeah, because they got that Condé Nast award for like yeah. something. Yeah, well, um, so listeners can find that. It's actually the Dillon Reservoir that you can oh. boat on. Um, yeah. I, what I wanted to say about Frisco is there's this really easy trail, a really easy hike um, at the Rainbow Lake Trailhead that we do. And I'm not a big hiker, so it's like beautiful, but it's just enough. Mm -hmm. So if you're like someone who's like starting to get adventurous, this is a great, it's a great beginning hike for sure.
1: We got a lot of mountain towns so far. Do we have, does Mm. anyone have a a Eastern Plains pick?
2: No, not Eastern Plains because I did think about that but there's really nothing out there. I will say though, I think Fort Collins counts as a day trip. I think it's an hour away from Denver. If you don't spend a lot of time in Fort Collins, it's such a fun little place to get away, the like it still, I think, has very much a small town vibe to it. Um, they've got awesome breweries there. They've got Horsetooth Reservoir for you to swim in. You can hike up to Horsetooth. Um, I just think it's a really fun place. And we actually had a reader who wrote in and said that that's her go-to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, day trip because she likes to go to the, I think it's called the twin holidays drive-in. Oh and yeah. Like, yeah. One of the only oh, places have, that like, still a has that drive-in. Yeah. Oh, it's my so God. fun. That's who, so cool. Do you have
1: this? Li- who? Yeah, okay. Let me pull it up. Pull up that listener's name. Cause I want that person. That person is so right. I also have Fort Collins on mm-hmm. my list. Mm-hmm. I forgot about the drive-in, but we used to, Megan and I used to go up there with her um, brother and cousin. We would just have the best time staying up late, uh, eating junk food, you know, like running around, like getting bored of the movie, running around the weird open space. It's just the best, the best times. Great memories. Good um, pick, listener.
2: Yeah. So this, uh, this reader, she's written in a few times. It's Debbie from Aurora. Hi, Debbie and Aurora. Um, and <laughs> Debbie from Aurora, that's how she always signs it. We love Debbie. It says um the out of town trip we take most often is really an evening trip we head out frequently for the holiday twin drive-in in fort collins just east of horsetooth reservoir they have all the kitschiness of the 50s drive-in but with an amazing snack bar that has decent burgers including a plant-based option and a bar with lots of options including local ipas it's our favorite summer date night and that's sadly almost over um, oh, what a great wreck, Debbie. Yeah. That's like
0: sold. Yeah, yeah. so worth sold. the
2: drive to go up and do that. 100%. I did it all the time in college. It's, it's very fun. Oh, I'll have to do
0: that. That'll be so fun.
1: One other thing about Fort Collins, the way I would cap off a day, maybe the sun's setting. You've had dinner. You want to have a little bit of entertainment before you hop in the car. Pinball Jones. It's an arcade on, in downtown, it's in a basement and they have an excellent collection of pinball machines if that's really? your thing, but an even better collection of like antique analog arcade games. Very cool. <gasps> and those are the cheapest ones for some reason. So you play, you put in a quarter, you can play this like fly an airplane that's just like a model clay airplane on a,
0: on oh, a aluminum stick. I love it. You fly it around, it. go went through to hoops. I the Pinball Hall of Incredible. Fame in Las Vegas and it had- Same vibe, yeah, oh. I may or may not have also been on mushrooms and
2: <laughs> every every arcade's cooler on mushrooms. It was the fucking coolest
0: thing. <laughs> we were in there for I believe like you. four hours. That's that sounds awesome. incredible. Those no, are my, some great racks. I have a friend. Uh, my friend Kyle is like a pinball wizard. He like travels to play pinball. I'll have to wow. I, he may he must know about Fort Collins all the time. Oh, I'm sure. Though. That sounds awesome.
2: Do you have anything out on the Eastern Plains, Paul?
1: No, but well, I have one that this is my cheat. This is a this would be a long day to do it as a day trip, but um, uh, Picketwire Canyon, the best hike I've ever done. Um, never What's heard it called Picketwire Canyon. Never heard of it. It's south of La Junta. It's about a three and a half hour drive, oh, even though it doesn't look it party. on the map because it's mostly dirt road.
2: But what makes it the best hike you've ever done?
1: Can, it's a canyon. So you hike down into the canyon, and then you hike along the side, and, and there's points of interest. There's an old cool. Spanish mission and graveyard called the Dolores something. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and then there's, um, at the end, the longest stretch of dinosaur tracks in North Whoa. America. I love that. That's and there, cool. it's just like not developed. There's not really a visitor center. There's a couple of signs, but you can just walk around and like put your hand in these things. That's awesome. Put your foot in wow. these. Wow. Sounds
2: like somewhere that doesn't offer a lot of shade. Is this is a sun hat kind of hike.
1: Definitely a sun hat okay. hike. Um, but because you're on the side, you
2: it's, get some it's not bad. Shade. I
1: recommend going on a cloudy day in the fall.
2: That sounds really fun. I it's would love. It's awesome. So how far of a drive is it? What two and a half hours? Three and a half. And if and you half.
1: start early, I think you can do it in a day. Out my, to the tracks and back. My
2: cheat was going to be um, Glenwood Springs
0: because
2: mm. that's like two and a half closer to three hours, but I've <sighs> definitely done day trips there.
0: Growing really? up, we Really? Oh, do it. when I go there, I got to settle in because there are several restaurants I have to go to. Uh-huh.
2: See, that's what I'm interested in. So we would do it as a kid, but we would go and we would just get up really early, go and do like a day in the hot springs. And then they have that like little amusement park up on the mountain. Oh, yeah. Um, but I've never spent any time like
0: oh you gotta go to the italian underground it's this insane old school italian restaurant oh my god it's like i dream about it it's wow. so good uh juicy lucy's is actually really good too which is like a steakhouse it might be a chain there but mm. it's really good um but if you haven't been to glenwood lately they've been doing a ton of renovations mm. they have like a lazy river slash water slide Ooh. thing yeah
2: now. well they is so is that at the old so if you haven't been to the Glenwood Springs. I mean, it's fun. It's especially fun to take, like, your little kids to or, like, a family trip. Oh, it's perfect kids. for families. It's massive, massive man-made, like, s- swimming pool hot spring, which is fun. But then they open those brand new ones, like, across
0: the street. There's uh, Iron Mountain. Yes, that So, place. Iron Mountain is awesome, too. I would say Iron Mountain is more for adults. Yeah. It's got multiple smaller pools of different de- varying degrees. Um, and they have a really nice, like, snack bar area. It's, like, more about chilling. But the, the big Glenwood Springs pool is definitely more for kids. And that's where they've done the yeah. renovations. They've added this. That's cool, good to know. They have a whole cool kids area. They've redone the therapy pool. Oh, it was falling
2: apart last
0: yeah. time. I no, went. It it's was, gorgeous now. It was I like
2: would, Band-Aids float, <laughs> floating in oh, the boy. hot pool. Yeah, I would
0: definitely <laughs> um, go back because it's beautiful. And they
2: <laughs> have those hot caves there too, right? Oh, What's the Yampa. Those? Yeah.
0: Yeah, the underground caves. Have that's been what I'm missed. interested
1: in is the minerals.
2: I'm it's not cool. into caves. Caves freak me out. Okay. It's
0: definitely freaky, but it's awesome if you like steam. Like if you're like. Oh, boy, that sounds cool. It's yeah, cool. You'd
2: probably really like that, Paul. That sounds like a you thing.
1: It, yeah, it totally yeah, does. Yeah, the Yampa. I can't wait to get out
0: there. Yeah. You can, what I love about the Yampa caves is you can get a massage there and then go into the caves and chill for a while. And then they have like a solarium
2: where mm-hmm. you just Ooh. sit in, a,
0: like, in your towel and just chill. It's the best. Yeah.
1: Wow. How long is the drive?
0: two and a half mm-hmm. hours. That's doable yeah. in a day.
1: Yeah. That's, okay. That's neat.
0: It is, but like, if you're going to relax.
2: You it's also fun. I usually stop if we're passing anywhere through that from like a further mountain trip. Um, like if we, when we backpack, like we'll do like seven days of backpacking. There's nothing like stopping at Glenwood. Mm-hmm. And getting your dirty, sweaty bodies
1: (laughs)
0: into the hot
2: springs. All
1: right. I think we might have to stop there on the hot springs. Um, I have another Eastern Plains one. This comes from, I sent out a call to some of our, you know, frequent guests. Yeah. Um, One recommendation for a day trip to the Eastern Plains comes from uh, Westward editor and founder Patty Calhoun, frequent guest. Mm. Uh, What's Patty like? Patty says, Brie, you're going to love this, Lincoln County, of course. Home of the world's Wonderview Tower, where I was yesterday. It's not open, though, so a generic plains trip. No traffic. <laughs> <laughs> That's a draw. She, she is so right. Um, and when headed east, Pawnee Grasslands. I also vote for Camp Amachi and the Sand Creek Massacre National mm. Historic Site. Mm, yeah. So those are a couple more yeah. good picks, oh, But I think we also we have to make a disclosure for Patty as well on the Wonder View Tower, right?
0: She right? is part owner of it. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, is this her, yeah. <laughs> it's her project with a couple other people. I'm sure eventually they're going to reopen it. Mm-hmm. But um, I think my friend Kim Shively did a short documentary about it before it was sold because it was like a museum of mm-hmm. a bunch of, you know, it was one of those weird museums full of stuff. I'll have to see if I can find it that showed a little bit of the kinds of things that they had collected there. But if I remember correctly, it's like a lot of those smaller. There's a museum like this in La Junta, which is just like an old building full just of stuff, stuff, weird stuff, farm stuff, formaldehyde you know calves and formaldehyde kind of things stuff i don't know why that's like a staple of those kinds of museums that's a colorado
1: thing to me it it is. Is it like is weird a colorado old crap thing? like why are we yeah. having this
0: around i mean
2: still? definitely drive out east if that's the stuff you're interested there's, in and no traffic
1: there's another one in um <laughs> oh what it, by the Pawnee grasslands i forget the name of the town but there's another one of these places that has just like old stuff yeah i not junk stuff. Stuff.
0: Yeah, no, cuz it's like usually like a nice collection of something. It's just like why do you need like 10 speculums for calf? This is birthing. where you go
2: and you find like the stores where they just like make things out of scrap tin or like big old dusty rug stores. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um I have one more. Colorado Springs.
2: I thought about suggesting that, but I don't really care about Colorado Springs, so I didn't.
1: I here's my argument for Colorado Springs. Yeah, I want to hear it. Colorado Springs offers the perfect only one day experience.
2: It, perfect is a strong word.
1: Okay, <laughs> perfect for me, maybe <laughs> because the Olympics Museum they just opened. Oh, jeez, actually course. pretty great. Actually pretty great. They have two <sighs> out of the three things that I ap- definitely would have wanted to see had I imagined my perfect. Olympics Because Museum. Paul
0: has. Oh, yeah. Two of the three.
1: Yes, they have a full collection of torches going back to the beginning and a full collection of medals. Um, the designs of both of which have changed quite a bit over time and reflect the host country's culture in some way. Oh. So when you have a full collection presented in chronological order, you can watch both the, like, the international like style
0: change. I'm empathizing with Megan right now. Just having to go with you on this trip. This um, is a Paul only trip. Yeah, this is a for Paul's only. Wait, what's the third thing that the museum does not have for you? Pins.
1: Pins. The other famous piece of like clothing or garment that's famously associated with the Olympics is a pin. Like all Olympics have had them. Is some kind of like uh, a pin mm. you wear on a shirt. Yeah, like a pin you wear on a shirt, or like I don't that know. That feels like very thumb, Hunger Gamesy. Pin. Mm, it does. Um, but this museum's gonna get even better because this collection does exist. Robert Cohen, the like big Olympics booster I talked to last summer. Yes. Who led the <laughs> the campaign to um, try to get him. Them- Get, get Denver to host, here? This, host this thing again. Yeah, um, he has a he has a really really big collection. He said he's going to donate it when he dies.
2: Well, for listeners who might be newer, if you don't know, Paul is obsessed with the Olympics. I love, yes. So that's a big draw. That's for an him. understatement. I mean, Hayden. I don't like Colorado Springs. Maybe it's because I have a lot of friends who are from there who hate Colorado Springs. Mm. Yeah, um, I got to say the people that yeah, are from there are generally like not
0: boosters of it. Yeah, but I will really? say
2: they've got, of course, maybe we the, need to call
0: up Alexandra.
2: They've got. The, oh yeah, Alexandra. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Alexandra. That's where she's from. Um, they've got the incline, right? The I would inclined. never do that because it seems like a it's stupid su- it's thing su- to it's do. It's such a
0: call. I have like a cousin who's like a super fitness. Like she's <gasps> so in shape, and she does stuff like I that. And I'm think, always blown away. I'm like, if know. I'm
2: gonna walk or work that hard, why would I just go upstairs like in the middle of us? Like I don't. Know. There's I would no go food. On a hike. Is there food at the top? No, there's nothing there as far as I know. I think it's. I don't get it, but if you're into that, there's that. Um,
1: You want to know what's up there? Satisfaction.
2: Not enough for me.
0: (laughs) Oh my God.
1: Shall I read a couple more of our contributors? Yeah. Maybe we can close out here.
0: I'm curious. I love that.
1: Jake Shapiro, our sports guy from Denver Fan 104.3, he says going to Twin Lakes is awesome. Just about two hours, get to go through Colorado's highest town of Leadville, which is a great stop and has a ton of history, get to jump on top of the Rockies Scenic Byway, then you end up in the shadow of our tallest mountain, hanging out in our largest natural lake. The area is great in the summer for a dip, in the fall for colors, and in the winter for sports, and spring for four-wheeling.
0: Wow, this is reminding me we need to do... Did we do a leaf peeping episode last year?
2: No, but we definitely should. We gotta
0: do a leaf peeping episode. We will, I think so. Just thinking about Jake's beautiful description. I know,
2: that was like... Twin Lakes. i paid to have him read that on air or something <laughs> if I was... <laughs>
0: Um, another contributor,
1: a friend of the show, Westward Reporter, Connor McCormick-Cavanaugh, he says, this isn't quite a day trip, but if someone wants to take a trip into nature during the day, they should tour the wildlife drive at the Rocky Mountain Arsenal. Lots of bison.
2: Ooh, fun.
1: I, I, have done that and had a great time.
2: Yeah, I just had a reader write in and tell me I should, uh, do something on the arsenal.
1: It's an interesting place, interesting history and quite beautiful, Go out there, see some black-footed ferrets.
2: How far of a drive is that?
1: Just to the arsenal? I don't know. Like, depends on where you are in the city, really. It's like right there. 30 minutes? 20 minutes? Yeah, I was going to say. I biked there a few weeks back. It's close. It's close. And let's wrap up with another wreck from another friend of the show. Um, Theo Wilson called in. He was on the show earlier this week to talk to me about the new towing bill of rights. And I think he's got a pretty good day trip recommendation.
2: Hey, this is Theo. I would say that it's my favorite day trip were to be narrowed down, it's gotta be Evergreen Lake. I love Evergreen Lake. It's one of the prettiest spots within a two hour drive that I can think of. I always see really fun wildlife
1: there. Um, there was even people walking dire wolves or dog breeds that they said was like the dire wolf dog breed, baby elk, and all sorts of stuff happening. And the landscape is amazing, breathtaking, kayaking the whole nine. So definitely Evergreen Lake.
0: Payne and Paul, thanks for joining me to talk about your favorite day trips. I'm glad you guys tackled this because, as you know, I go places to go to malls. So sadly, I was just in Portland and didn't get to go to a mall. But
2: (laughs) this was great. Thanks, Bree. Everyone have a great Labor Day weekend.
0: Oh, yeah. It's a long weekend. Have a good weekend, everyone. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. Our producers this week were Paul Caroli and Aaron O'Toole. Peyton Garcia writes our morning newsletter and I'm Bree Davies, your host. Our music is by Los Mopachetes with additional mixing by Tyler Lindgren. If you haven't already, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, follow us on Twitter at CityCast Denver and tell the mayor of Estes Park about us next time you see them. You can sign up for our daily newsletter and learn more about us at denver.citycast.fm. Bye-bye.